Centerholics. New file for you. A new file for you. A new file for you. New file. Welcome to Synthaholics. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. Today you have myself, Aaron O'Brien, and Dave Duncan. Dave, how you doing? You may call me Book. The King. Book. The Grudge. The Grudge. <laughs> I didn't know the. Dave, I thought we, The Grudge was a movie and not a book. It is. It's. It's a. It's a. It's a creepy movie. Is it um, both? I know. I think it's always been a movie. I mean, maybe they've turned it into a book, but it's. Started off with a Japanese movie and they remade it for America. Anyways, Dave, we are at the uh, opening of season three of Discovery. We're going to do a non-spoiler little talk in the beginning here. We won't get into anything that happens. But uh, how do you feel about this opening shot of season three? God, like we've had ten weeks of really stellar writing, and 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 Star Trek Lower Decks. And it's just, just without getting into anything in detail, it's just, it's just kind of a, a, a punch to the gut going back to the Discovery's writing. It. Oh really? Yeah, that's, it, it that's just. How you felt about it? Yeah, it was just kind of like, oh, this this isn't as good as Lower Decks. The writing just isn't as sharp, and like, just my, uh, Sonequa Martin Green's a wonderful actress. She can act, and and, and in this episode, she shows her range. She bounces back and I, forth. Between her, I think she carries. I think she carries this whole episode. I mean, the, her other uh, guy, book, who's with her, is is good, but she carries this whole episode. Well, yeah, but I mean, she also like flips back and forth between like varying emotions really fast. She's a fantastic actress, and like her mm-hmm. lines are just so bad. I was cringing most of the episode at, at just really? some of her lines. It just is like, just like, what's wrong? With your writer's writing team, I'm just like, Ugh. I don't know. Uh, my my initial takeaway is just like, I mean, it's interesting. It's beautiful. But Discovery's always been beautiful. Um, also, um, Sans shots you've seen from Discovery showing the crew and the ship. Uh, that's not Michael. I feel like I'm almost. I feel a ton of the previews for Star Trek Discovery have all taken place already in this one episode. But big parts of it, yeah. For yeah. Sure. So, like, I, 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 there's some scenes that we haven't seen yet, obviously. Yeah, so. like I said, anything that involves the crew and the ship that was in previews, mm-hmm. but almost everything else uh, has, has taken place really in this episode, which is kind of fascinating that they've kept so close, so much close to the chest, and they've not really shown anything uh, about yeah. what the season's going to be like and, and what it's going to be about uh, before mm-hmm. now. So, I think that's interesting. Well, what are your initial takeaways? Entertaining. I, I I can't take that away from it. I think it was an entertaining show. It's a beautiful, uh, beautifully shot. It's like absolutely gorgeous. Uh, you know, uh, uh, locations they they picked. Lots uh, of drone. Lots of drone footage. A lot of drone footage, but uh, like we said, Sneeko Martin Green. Her acting. I mean, she carries this whole freaking episode. Uh, she. You see a full gambit of personality, and and you know from. Anger to joy to uh, like um, 
goofiness and sanity to like serious stoicism, all the things you see everything from her. She's in, fantastic. In I mean, one if, episode. if I was her, yeah, if I was her and I wanted to show off like to my acting chops to any like producer, you know, movie, you know, like people going to make a movie or a TV show, I'd be like, just watch this episode. You'll get what I'm about. Uh, <laughs> my entire range is in this one episode. It, it, it is. It is pretty astounding. I mean, I. I can't. I, you got to give it to the woman. She I, is good. I, I, I do. I mean, I've always praised her for her acting in the show. I'm just there's always... some good acting. Period in the show. I mean, they really yeah. are. Um, the story. It's kind of. I mean, not to give away too much. It's kind of a chase. Kind of like in her coming to terms of where she's at in in her t- place in place and time. So um, I don't know. I mean, the story was a little light. You know, but it was kind of like we're just kind of getting grounded, getting our feet in the ground. This is where we are. Um, but it didn't bother me, you know. And honestly, I mean, there was a couple lines I thought were silly, but I kind of just like I didn't. I glossed over them, you know. And we can get into the that the meat of some of that stuff later. But I, I, I thought it was a decent opening first episode. Didn't you know break any? Um, uh, any, anything big, you know, it was just kind of just like getting us grounded of where we are. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, I don't know. I feel like season two's first episode was probably the strongest and I mm-hmm. don't know where I put this one. I don't know if this, I put this one a second or third. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Yeah. Well, honestly, if I am being honest, I mean, even season one, the first episode or two, episode or two were pretty fantastic uh, opening. Uh, season two, uh, like you said, the first episode's pretty good, uh, but this one's really good too. I, I, it captures my attention. It really did. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I'm not like super like um, I'm not super into like the setting they put this place in so far into the future, but. Um, I'm still. I mean, it's it's kept my attention. So yeah, that's as much as I can ask for. <laughs> so I mean, it was easier um, to watch than Picard for sure. Like I, I wasn't I wasn't bored. It was Picard. Inter- Picard was disjointed and a little boring at points, and especially the first episode. Yeah, I, I mean, th- other than seeing Patrick Stewart back in action. Yeah, you know, and really after so. seeing Patrick Stewart the first time, the next big highlight was you know Marine Desertus and. And Jonathan Frakes doing Riker and Troy. I mean, which was like what eight, seven episodes <laughs> into was, the seasons. So. Yes, that was like the next highlight. You know, it was just great seeing them, and then you know the their chemistry working together again. It was it was it was fantastic. Um, yeah. It, yeah, it was a really long wait for the next like really big thing. And and uh, I don't I, know. I mean, there there was other things in Picard I liked too. I don't want to get too far into Picard. Sure, I mean, sure, but but, I, but I, I, I'm just saying, I, oh, seven Data. seven nine was, was nice. But I mean, like. I, I don't know. I just really loved because something I felt a lot different than she used yeah. to. But Riker and Troy, it was, yeah. it was it was like coming home. You know what the I mean? Same thing. It was just great. It was just great seeing them on the screen. That was like a, a huge moment in the card for me. Um, sure. But but mostly I just I just wanted to make the contrast where the Picard was boring. This was not boring. This was definitely entertaining. It, it was fun. It, it's just her. The, there's just like some of the, her lines just just bothered me and some of the dismissiveness about the past bothered me and uh and uh this this new character we we meet at the end 
Some of his lines bothered me too. <laughs> I'm just kind of like, what? What? Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's as much as I can say without getting into spoilers. Well, okay. Well, let's get into spoilers, uh, guys. If you haven't seen uh, Star Trek Discovery yet, um, if if you want to wait and you know, watch the episode, I mean, this is a good place to pause, and you can come back later. Uh, or if you don't care, or if you already seen it, let's go ahead. Uh, full force into Star Trek Discovery season three. So this is season three, uh, episode one, and the episode is called. Uh, that hope is you part one and it's aired October 15th, uh, 2020. Um, and we get the beginning where Michael Burnham is, has come through the little wormhole in space and time. And she crashes into, or not crashes, but kind of ricochets off of uh, this guy named uh, book or Cleveland Booker. It's Cleveland Brown from the family guy show. (laughs) I don't know, Peter. Um, (laughs) <laughs> I just, my name is Cleveland Brown. <laughs> Cleveland Brown. My name is Cleveland Booker. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Book is a kind of like not. We find out more about him, but he's like a smuggler, sort of like um, uh, eco terrorist is a wrong word. He's um, a guy who tries to preserve. He's a conservationist. A conservationist, but like a smuggler, uh, a black market conservationist, kind of these gigantic, um, like uh, trance slugs. Right? They almost transworms. Yeah, but they they almost slug. But it's like they look like a a slug mixed with like a um, a lobster. Yeah, because they have like all these like all these like facial parts like a lobster. Kind of. So this is his mission in life. Yeah, he just what he wants to do. (laughs) <laughs> I was kind of hoping he'd be like saving Gore Commanders. <laughs> I I mean I'm like I, I don't know it was weird it was like wouldn't you, I, okay like I don't have a problem with the premise per se but it was like a weird creature and everyone was like your chop you know they're licking their chops <laughs> when they see this thing like oh is it still alive. <laughs> Looks tasty, you know. Like this is the first time we that, ever heard of that, a trance worm. Yeah, the whole scene felt like it was out of Star Wars. It, it it literally felt like something out of like The Force Awakens, like whenever they they let that beast go or whatever the Millennium Falcon, you know. Remember the giant like space whale thing that was in Next Gen? Oh, the the one. Like, there's that video where Riker impregnates. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it like sits on the Wouldn't ship and it leeches cooler- the power. Wouldn't it be cooler if, if book was sort of like, uh, like save the whales, like from like whalers, uh, but from these space whales, or, or the like Gorka if he Commander was sort of like a Greenpeace from, kind of thing? Yeah, or, or the Gorkamander from season Dis- Discovery season one. You know what I mean? The 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 space whale that Harry Mud traps himself inside of. Yeah, I mean, no. I mean that would be a tie to something we know. You know what I mean? Like, if he's because I mean, they were kind of close to extinct then. If he's trying to, I mean, it's just they're introducing some new creature that I don't care about. I don't care, and it's not like it doesn't break it for me, but it was sort of just like that's your mission, that's your thing in life is to to bring these things to uh, this wildlife sanctuary. All right, we're kind of getting off track because that doesn't get revealed to like the last like 15 minutes of the episode, but yeah, um. But so she she bumps into his 
Uh, so like a mis- ship. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's funny. She bumps in the ship, and so they both crash land on the planet that just they just happen to be near. It's like. To me, that's like okay. So, like, uh, I'm in a car and I hit a mosquito, and all of a sudden my car crashes. Yeah, well, I guess if the mosquito's going fast enough, <laughs> I guess. Um, but also, he sees the temporal not anomaly open up, and he continues to fly toward it. Yeah, he doesn't alter course uh, or anything. Granted, he is being al- sho- he is being shot at, yeah. but yeah, he's being chased by uh, uh, like somebody that's trying to get one of these. Um, uh, the creatures, sort of trans slugs, because yeah. apparently they're a delicacy and they have to be served fresh. So I don't know how you serve something that big fresh. Is it mm-hmm. just like like the biggest potluck you've ever seen? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Um, yeah. So uh, so yeah. So they crash and and she uh, sends her uh, angel suit into um, uh, into space. After she gets a couple uh, of her personal effects, a phaser, and she sends it back to the right. wormhole so it can make the final beacon for Spock that Spock we never saw Spock see. So, right, I th- yeah. So she she went and did that, and um, so now she's t- you know forever in um, in this time. So yeah, because they they totally got rid of that MacGuffin, the um, the 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 Red Angel suit. Which is super magical, right. and I'm really glad they got rid of it because it's got way too much technology and like basically a suit of armor. Yeah. Um, oh, and we forgot to say in the very beginning we had this great opening scene of this guy. Um, I'm, I'm going to butcher his name. Uh, the character is Ed Yeah. Sorry, it's A D I T Y A. So it's Aditya. Aditya uh, Salahil, Salahil, and uh, this guy is a um, uh, Starfleet. He's not a Starfleet officer. He's a uh, Starfleet uh, li- liaison. He's a descendant and, of a Starfleet uh, officer, and he basically is like you see him waking up every day. This really weird, like uh, the bed kind of just kind of like forms. Everything's and then a holographic or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, just, it forms it's and it goes weird. away. So. But he is like um, trying to uh, keep the Federation thing going, so that's his job. So we we get a brief glimpse of, glimpse of him in the very beginning of it, but we don't really know much about him. We're like I don't know who this guy is. He wakes up, he brushes his teeth, and he sits at his desk. And they show this a couple times, and it switches to Michael. I'm being Starfleet. I'm being Starfleet. I'm being Starfleet. <laughs> um, well, he, like, when she's when she's doing that, and then so back to her, she's she's doing all this stuff where she's like just saying her name and her serial number and her rank and I'm like why are you doing this you're not captured you're not being interrogated it was just really weird like writing decision like I guess you're just trying to fill up time with her saying something and then she has to tell herself to walk well she she seemed like she injured herself she definitely seemed like she she was hurt from that crash when she hit the planet, even though she had shields and stuff like that. And then, um, I don't know. The only reason I thought she was trying to say her name, serial number is trying to remind who she is and what she's about. So that's, that, that was my thought behind it. So, yeah, I don't know. It just, um, it just it, to me, it just felt weird and cringy. Like a lot of her opening dialogue. It was just like, why? why? Uh. Well, and then like the, like she's like first happy cause that she's alive. And then, she when she sends out the sends off the angel suit, 
she's uh, she's like screaming, upset, obviously, because now she knows she's stuck here. She doesn't know where she is, obviously, at this point. So she's in the future. So it's like it's in the the thing is through the whole episode, she's like she doesn't mention her mom once, and like half the yeah. reason she's doing this is so she can reunite with her mom in the future, and not a once does she try to reach out to her mom or anything. It's really weird. Mom, it's like they forgot. Where are you, mom, it's like they forgot her mom was in the last season. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, yeah. So, uh, but then she does finally because she sees like the other. And sees Bookship that's kind of smoking off in the distance, and she starts walking towards that. So she runs into Bookship. Book and her have this like scuffle. Um, yeah, they get a little fight, and they and um, she she realizes uh, well, he realizes that she doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Period, with anything, and uh, she realizes that he's looking for some kind of things to trade because he's. Kind of like like we said, he's like a kind of a Greenpeace kind of guy, but yet he's still like that's his side gig. Sort of. That's his side gig. Yeah. I mean, his his his. I mean, it's probably his main gig. But in order to fund his main gig, he he's just a courier. He they just like have him find things to sell on this like hollow net market, and then they just give him a little bit more to do another job. It's like it's a it's a weird. Uh, payment method the, the payment is fueled to get to the, your next job yeah so which it's is a really strange way to make to get, money you can't they, something happened with dilithium where it does not hold its form they used to have like obviously uh dilithium um uh matrix uh that would keep the dilithium crystals kind of recrystallizing and and, and working still but something about that doesn't work he briefly well, says something about the burn. He says which the, we don't know what that means. He says the burn. It took a hard left turn. He said most of Federation. He said most dilithium just exploded. So mm-hmm. I guess you can't have large quantities of dilithium in the future. Uh, this doesn't negate necessarily the omega particle because we don't have any word on what the omega particle would do other than limit warp. If you don't have the lithium, that limits warp. They also mentioned the Gorn destroyed two light years of subspace. That could also be uh, Omega Particle uh, related. Mm. Uh, so you just can't fly in those two things. But whatever the, that did, maybe the Omega Particles disrupted the lithium somehow and destroyed all the deli- almost all the lithium in the world in the in the solar system. I mean, that's solar system, the freaking galaxy. I don't know. It's Right, right. It's very vague, and it seems like that's the goal for them to find out what the burn was and what happened. Although it doesn't make a lot of sense. It just seems like they should just rebuild the Federation. Like, what's the point of finding out? It's not going to change anything unless they're going to start doing time travel stuff again. But Book also casually mentions that time travel has been outlawed because (laughs) this is the new Kittimer Accord. We can't have cloaking devices. Now we can't have time travel. So it's just, they just dismiss really cool elements of Star Trek in a line. It's really annoying. Well, well, yeah, I guess. I mean, like, he, obviously, Book has um, has a, a some type of cloaking device because he can h- hide a ship. Sure. I, I'm not um, saying, I'm not saying cloaking devices aren't, but I mean, like, the, the reason the Federation can ever use it in, you know, the prime timeline, you know, the... At the prime time, but I mean, like in, in Kirk's era, what at whatever was because of the Kittimer Accord. So now there's a new type. I'm just saying this is the new Kittimer Accord. Time travel is illegal, right? Right. 
Um, anyway, so uh, so there's that, and then also like he's yeah, I mean he's, he brings up the temporal, like I said, temporal um, uh, temporal wars, and so like you can't do that. That's that's illegal. Yeah, <laughs> but he. Um, but he finds that uh, she has some uh, 23rd century antiques that um, he could maybe trade in. So they, there's like this little trading like area that they can go on this planet. So they go and they hoof, hoof it over there. And, um, and this is where um, he double crosses her at some point and tries to take her stuff. And uh, she... Um, she gets in trouble with some of the local authorities and uh then he gets in trouble with the guy that uh was trying to chase him in the very beginning so he that that guy catches up with him with book and so then uh michael burnham and book uh re-team up after kind of hating each other and double crossing each other so Mm -hmm. well book double crossed burnham so and uh and they have this huge thing where they teleport, or not teleport, but they beam different areas throughout the planet. And uh, there's yeah, like a like big s- chase. They have a small like, remote teleporter thing that takes 30 seconds to recharge. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool. It was a cool sequence of being chased and these like Andorian, uh, a Morn <laughs> alien was in there. Uh, humans and uh, Orions and, uh, uh, Andorians. and Andorians are working together. So that was unusual. Yeah, it, it's uh, it was weird because we we were we were thinking like this is like some weird post apocalyptic thing. I remember I remember when we were first saw the preview for like you know months and months ago, uh, we were thinking mm-hmm. of some kind of post apocalyptic thing where like small little things grouped together. Um, but it just seems like I, I think this is just a small little thing, and I don't even know if we're gonna see this ever again, unless they go back to the the trading post and seeing all the more aliens. It just seems like it was kind of like a one off thing. Yeah, yeah. Um and then we get into this whole thing where um uh they um so so they get captured by these um the local authorities finally they they get the jump on them and they surround them. And uh they want book to uh, give up his spaceship and he gives them the code to a spaceship and they open up the one of the cargo holds that which has the um big slug transworm and and book tells Michael to close her eyes and this thing jumps out and uh puts them all all the all the guards in a trance and uh but luckily would they know this mourn one of the mourns escapes so he is safe yes he does get to drink to drink for another day uh and but then after the they all some are eaten by the giant slug, but then uh, the other beam out to escape, flee it, flee the thing. But then uh, it does uh, basically uh, chomp down on Michael Burnham, and then um, uh, Book has it uh, vomit her out. So uh, interesting. Yeah, he's got this weird like prayer thing he does when his his forehead glows, and he also made a plant. sort of like a. a- yeah, like some weird technology thing. We see it uh, previously where he calls forth some kind of plant out of this ocean, and it has some seal- uh, the plant has some healing properties that he can use to help Michael. Which, you know, it's cool, but it's like unless books been to this planet before, like, how would he know that this thing could heal? You know, it's like a weird, you know, plant out of nowhere. You know, I don't know. 
Well, I mean, I think he has because I mean, he he deals with the um, the the trading post a lot, right? It's, and this is where Michael finds finds out that that book is you know like trying to save these uh, trance slugs worms and uh, takes them to this planet that's supposed to be there like the sanctuary and uh, and then he says um, we got her just Michael, in time for mating season she's going to be <laughs> our big mother. <laughs> So then uh, uh, Michael decides or says that she wants to find the rest of her fr- crew from the Discovery. And so he takes her to this old uh, beat up uh, like space station, which is what well, used to be Federation. And uh, this is where we meet uh, the guy we met before, the um, who is the liaison. Yes. And uh and they find out that they're, uh, he, he's, there's only two Federation ships that are out there <laughs> that but he has only any two with. Because he only can see things in a 600 light year radius. That's as far as it can go. Long range yeah. sensors have gone away decades ago. Don't understand why, or maybe just the, it's so beat up it can't do long range sensors. They weren't very specific as to if if that's part of the burn where long range sensors don't don't exist or don't work anymore, or if it's just the ship mm-hmm. the place is so beat up that's as far as you can see. They were not specific as to which that was. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, so, it, it didn't. I mean t- that's how it came off to me. He wasn't. I mean, do you think it's because of the burn or? Or it's just the ship's being... I don't know. I, I don't understand really what the burn is. I mean, other than what happened with the dilithium, uh, I don't really understand what the burn actually is supposed... Like, what what is the, the, the effects of the burn? Like, I yeah. just don't understand what it is. Mm-hmm. They haven't really explained it. So, obviously, they can still go into warp. So, that would mean that the omega particle is not one of those things. Because if the omega particle was, I mean destroys subspace completely so well maybe they only destroyed part of subspace because like i said the they said they destroyed a couple light years in gorn territory yeah gorn did it so maybe it's a maybe it's a limited thing maybe it's not as bad i don't know i think it could still maybe tie into a mega particle but it could be its own thing completely but it is just interesting that they did mention the you know there is gorn space with no subspace in it anymore yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I guess it could be could be a mega particle. So, um, what else? Um, and, and, yeah, and then uh, he uh, he wants to hoist the flag. <laughs> so of the Federation, which has got like what like four stars, six on stars it. on it, <laughs> six stars. Yeah, and, and then uh, I don't know. It was just it was a silly moment. I thought it, just it, them it just wasn't like looking at the. It, it was an awful moment. Because he's like, like I've done this doing. for 40 years. I'm not commissioned. I own nothing to Starfleet. My dad was Starfleet. My grandfather was Starfleet. No one has come to officially make me Starfleet. Oh, I can see ships, but I've never bothered calling any of them here to raise this flag for me or to, like, you know, swear me in the Starfleet or anything. Yeah. I, does, does, did he never make his, you know... He, he, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Like, his book, book says this place is a... um. A courier waypoint. Mm, okay, but the gotcha. guy, but the guy who wants to be Federation. So, like, does the Federation not know it exists? Does he never reached out? It, it just, like, I just have so many questions. Like, how have you done this for forty years, but you haven't met anyone from the Federation? Like, wouldn't you always try to call Federation ships if you, if you, you know, have them? 
Yeah, yeah. If you have them on sensors, like I, I, I'm just so. It just the writing is so bad. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah. That part kind of like fell off for me a little bit. I didn't really like. What? Why do we need to like sit there and stare at this flag? I mean, it doesn't mean anything to Michael other than just the idea of the Federation that she's heavily invested in. Yeah. So. And he's like, we're diminished, but our we, our resolve is strong, or whatever. Resolve hasn't changed, or, or whatever it is he says, and then the episode's over. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, I, I don't know. So I'm, I, you know, I, it was an enjoyable episode for me, but I, um, I, there's a lot of questions. But that's how Discovery always does. It's like it starts off has some pretty. Uh, great opening sequences and fun things to watch but then you're like got a hundred questions and, so. and then and then they never answer any of them so i'm just like why why even ask the questions if you're never going to answer any of them star trek discovery i almost kind of don't i you know i know the, did you see the preview thing i had to look it up on youtube for like the rest of the season like preview oh. thing did you see that yeah um, I think I did. Yeah, at the end of the ep- end of the episode. Yeah, for me it didn't play. I had to I had to I had to go up on YouTube. I mean, because normally it does, but I had, I pulled it up on YouTube and watched it there. And it seems okay. like the main goal is they're trying to find out what the burn is. And it looks like they yeah. did go to Earth because like, oh look, we're home. But mm-hmm. like, it seems like if I guess warp isn't broken, but the lithium is scarce. So mm-hmm. so. Whether it's Omega Particle or not, Discovery's the answer to this problem. They have to replicate the spore drive. It, it just seems like the, the season should be about rebuilding the Federation and not, like, looking for what caused the burn. You, I don't know. It just I, I feel like the answer is going to be underwhelming. It's like, what's the point of looking for the answer? Unless they're trying to undo it. And the only way to undo it would be using time travel. But I almost think they should just make this a hard reset and just, like... You know, just continue it from here. Because I know before we speculated that, you know, they might just be the future for one season and they'll go back in time to to fix the problem and to make the future a better future. But I don't think that's the case. I think they're going to stay here. I mean, with Strange New Worlds coming out, there's no reason for Discovery to go back. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they'll just couch this in the future and just leave it there. I mean... um yeah, how far are they in the future? It's in year three, th- uh, 3188. 3188. And so, from, from what we know... Um, 930 years in the future, yeah. And from what we know, Crewman Daniels was from 3064. Okay. Um, so he's kind of... Uh, so when he said the burn happened 120 years ago, so it's like it must have happened just right after Crewman Daniels... I know he died in, on the Enterprise Sick Bay, but um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe there's something about the temporal time war, or time, temporal war that gets kind of like brought out here too. It's just so weird that it's so it's so relatively close to the Crewman Daniels time that all this stuff mm-hmm. would happen there, and as soon as they stop doing time travel, this happens. So I mean, like, if this gets back into the temporal cold war, I would be so down for them. Uh, yeah, because you always wanted to see that in Enterprise. Yeah, so if they go big on the the temporal Cold War stuff, I would be really down for that. If that's what like the burn entails, if if because it's relatively close to that, 
uh, Kuman Daniels and the Temporal Cold War stuff. So if, if that's where they're going, I would kind of love that. Yeah. But if the burn has nothing to do with that and they're not going to delve back in the time travel, I don't know if I'm going to care about the burn. Now, wouldn't it be interesting if they brought the Temporal Time War uh, into focus in this uh, this series and they brought back Scott Bakula as Archer? That would be great because the original idea was that Archer was the man from the future. Right. So if they bring that back and they bring that full cir- circle and Enterprise is the one Star Trek they have been you know, really digging into as far as can. Yeah, they just keep on mining that. They, they keep mining that they, for... So, I mean, like, if they're going to go hard on that, that would be absolutely amazing, and I would love that. A lot of fan, a lot of fan chatter on Reddit about um, the Omega Particle, though, so... Which is why I, th- I don't think... I mean, the burn, because th- there's still warp-capable stuff, I'm not sure if it's 100%, but they never really... I mean, they said it would eliminate warp travel, but I mean, if the Omega particle being triggered by the Gorn wipes out a couple light years of space, that's, uh-huh. you know, that's bad. But maybe the Omega particle also just detonated a lot of the dilithium, which also cuts that out. Either way, Discovery's the option. If subspace. Either way, we're, with Discovery, we're back to crystals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Fucking crystals again! Damn crystals! But the thing is, they don't. The discovery's the answer. If they just gotta uh, use Stamets technology, make a bunch of yeah, planets or humans. moons. Yeah, make 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 hybrid humans using his DNA or whatever. You know, plant some moons full of mushrooms, get all the people high on them, store the spores, and use those for <laughs> for for travel. <laughs> I mean, that, that, it's just uh, Star Trek's turning into Dune. <laughs> Drugs is the there way to the future. This is the way that we do space travel. Instead of the spice, it's the shrooms. The shrooms you don't have must to leave, flow. You don't have to, to to discover space. You don't have to live your uh, leave your living room. You just get really high on your sofa. Yeah, just you start spinning oh. all around, just like the spore drive does. But uh, but if the omega particle did wipe out subspace, that is um, discovers the answer. If the lithium is scarce, so scarce that it makes space travel hard. The spore drive is still the answer either way. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it'll be nice. I mean, they do show the Discovery getting attacked at some point, and I'm like, how is how is a 900 year old ship going to deal with new technology? Because another thing I was speculating, if it's just if technology ceased, ceased advancing, then you know, Discovery could hold its own when technology is in gun technology and phaser technology is just you know gone ahead. But it doesn't seem like technology has slowed down at all. It just warp is limited in some way you know what i mean so i don't know it's just very the tech was pretty cool that they they depicted yeah i mean like the 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 bed the the, the, i don't know if it's holographic the the control i mean the the uh um the books uh ship controls so how it kind of raises up you know it's i mean it's it's neat i mean the tech is cool and fine but you know we were speculating it was going to be like post-apocalyptic future with, you know, relatively low tech going forward. And that's not, doesn't seem to be the case. So discoveries yeah. that need to either be majorly upgraded when they get back to Federation or something, it'd be kind of cool if they updated the look of the ship as well. Um, you know, we you know, put, you know, put, you know, <laughs> you know, th- year 3000 nacelles on it or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Year 3000. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't know. So uh, it's good cool stuff. I there's mean, so many places the show could go. Yeah, 
for sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. I just, um, um, I don't know. I mean, at, the episode's perfectly fine just by itself. I, I mean, there's some quirkiness here. I mean, when she gets hit, once they hit her with some weird drug thing that kind of affects her to give her to Truth uh, be more truthful. Mm-hmm. And uh, she has like these weird, like, like um, external dialogue, which is kind of weird. But I mean, it's funny in a weird way, but also like awkward. It was so. really awkward. That's why I'm saying. That's why I said I was cringing a lot of the episode. Her range and mm-hmm. acting is great, but just the lines they gave her were just kind of like I. I don't. You know, she's becoming really self aware that she's like clingy and like has, has like this like like savior complex thing she was talking about. Like, do I have issues? Because she brings it up the book too later, and they're fighting mm-hmm. in the corridor. You know, right, right. so it's just like I mean, it's it's great she's becoming self aware at her her problems. Hopefully, she'll address them. But um, yeah. Oh, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it goes from here. I mean, obviously, she's going to try to track down Discovery. Um, you know, she's going to work out of this liaison busted up base. I guess. Actually, yeah. I don't even know if she is because she's like, "Oh, do you want to be my communication, my acting communications officer, and keep looking for my ship?" And I'm thinking to myself, "Oh, so she's gonna uh, just keep doing animal conservation and just make this poor little guy just like deputize <laughs> just, everyone she meets. She's just make this poor little guy just look for her ship while she's off like doing animal conservation." <laughs> huh. I know, right? I mean, that's that's what it seems like because she's like, yeah, "I'm not gonna look for my ship anymore." She's also like I, you know you, you know you know by the end of the season at some point they're gonna have to f- fight some bad guys and like book's gonna show up with the uh, the the trance uh, slugs to to like save the day <laughs> he's gonna be riding them or something like that it's gonna be, you know that's gonna happen because it's a Star Trek discovery yes they meet the yeah. Kelpians early on in season two and then all of a sudden they know how to fly ship no the slugs yeah. the slugs will invent their fly own. Ships. <laughs> they'll invent their They're own ships that uh, don't need di- don't need dilithium. Right. Uh, so it could happen. So, uh, do you think controls will come back to be the big bad guy? God, I hope not. I'm so sick of control. I, I was so sick of that story. Honestly, I hope not either. But I feel like Discovery's got to have a big bad. Discovery, yeah. Discovery's always done like the big bad. So we've got Lorca. Lorca was the big bad of season one. Then we've got Control being the big bad of season two. Um, and like, there's no like established big bad unless like some big bad triggered the uh, the burn, or if the temporal cold war guy is going to be the bad guy. There's no hint to it that it could go this way. I would love for it to go this way, but it, nothing in the trailer hints that it, it could or would go this way. Yeah. I don't know. So <laughs> also the fact that the tentacle monster we saw in Picard, the, uh, the robot apocalypse thing, apparently that's never going to happen or come back because it's not even a foot. doesn't even seem to be a footnote in history where, where all life was almost wiped out by an advanced robot creature. Yeah, right. You, you know, so it's just like, that's just disappointing that that Picard plotline, which was one of the most interesting plotlines they were kind of toying with toward the end of the season, is just a non sequitur, and it's probably not even a comp in season two of Picard, because it's not even, a, it doesn't even seem to be a future footnote at all. So yeah. that, so that's a little bit disappointing, that Picard, that, that all that well, stuff is Picard, just... Well, 
what Picard saw or what, what was depicted in Picard with that, that tentacle monster that came through the mechanical thing, it doesn't really say it's from the future, right? It just says it's a different part of the galaxy. Could be. I, I don't remember him saying it technically that it was in a different part tar, part of time. Maybe well, no, calling it from some place in a different part of the, the it's, galaxy. It's from a different dimension, but it's existed yeah. for aeons. They said, but the fact that it never comes back again because it seemed you know, well. That's the stupid part. Like they can't figure out where they are. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That that's what I was really annoyed with, and it seems like it's going to be forgotten in. This, you know, in Picard, and since it's not a, a, a major footnote, because I mean, right. you'd think a, a robot race, you know, wiping nearly wiping out all of humanity would, but I mean, the reason I think maybe Control can still be the bad guy is because I still think Control has a, a tie to that tentacle monster from Picard. Yeah, I think so too. So right. I, I, I mean, we we saw it, we saw it in season two of Discovery. So I mean, like, why wouldn't you think, you know? I, unless they're going to go a completely different route, which yeah. I mean, it's it, it's a it's a blank slate, and I just uh-huh. don't I just don't know where they're going to go. There's so many places they could go, um, with with it, and I guess that's interesting that they could go so many ways. But uh-huh. right, just, right, right. I just have very little trust in in, in their writing staff. So I got my fingers crossed that it gets better. And hopefully, when we see the rest of the crew, that'll help it get better too. Because, like you said at the top, like uh, Burnham, uh, sneak with Martin Green, she carried this episode like on her back, pretty much by herself. Yeah, I mean the, the guy who uh, plays um, uh, Book, uh, Cleveland Brown. Um, <laughs> Hello, hey Peter. Hey Peter. Um, no, what's his name? David uh, Ajala. Um, he. I mean, he's good too. I mean, there's nothing wrong with him. I mean, just that she really just—he kind of reminds of, me of Idris Elba, but I don't know if it's just because of his accents or not. Yeah, this dark, dark uh, black man. <laughs> just, I mean, I mean, just like if, if I squint, it seems like. It, but I mean, he's he's definitely a lot younger than Idris Elba. Oh yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, no, he doesn't look. He, actually, he doesn't really look like him. He's just dark he's, like him. He but sound, yeah, he, he sounds like him though. I don't think he's got his ten, tenor of his voice. Mm-hmm. I, 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 Idris Elba has like such a dark voice. I mean, deep, deep voice. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, he's a good actor, obviously. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, Sneak just hit it out of the park out of this episode. I mean, um, and you know, it's a as as always with Discovery, it's just a beautiful um, looking show. Just really yeah. well done. The, the, the alien makeup is great. The ships look cool. Uh, the debris fields that they fly through a couple times look great. You know, yeah. The, sh- mm. the show the show looks fantastic. I mean, I'm I'm curious to see where it's going to go. Uh, man, an Archer cameo would be great. A Picard cameo that would be cool. Uh, like you know, that would be cool. We have seen they're going to like the um the the trill things. It'd be nice if we ran into like Dax again or something. Is Dax still yeah. kicking? That could be a nice fill in the gap for some of the stuff happening. You know, maybe maybe the temporal Cold War isn't over. I mean, who, who knows? I mean, like, they said it's outlawed and over, but I mean, if they're still pulling the strings from far away, who, who, who knows? Uh-huh. And maybe this future where Warp is destroyed is one of the bad factions of the temporal Cold War winning, where, where Warp is yeah. scarce. Yeah. 
I mean, who knows? I mean, like it's it, there's so many plot lines they could pull on. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of exciting. I mean, it, it honestly is. I mean, the episode was was interesting. It was it was fun. Um, the writing was, like I said, the writing is is bothersome to me, but the direction seems pretty good so far, and there's tons of room for potential. But same thing with Picard season one, episode one. It had so much potential, and it could have gone so many different ways. Yeah. And, and it didn't go any of the good ways. <laughs> so, so it's just like, I mean, they definitely know how to write their first episodes to the way that, you know, the possibilities are potentially endless and interesting. But then they inevitably go down this weird hole where it's just like, wow, that wasn't nearly as interesting as it seemed. So I, I don't know. I, I do feel that um, I do feel like the the first episode or two of Picard was not that exciting. It was oh, this was it had definitely some more interesting exciting. points to it that kept you kind of interested. But it did what well, this was far far better, like visually arresting and and well acted and stuff like that. So. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this was way better than the Picard season one. But I just mean Picard's first episode laid tons of groundwork for potential storylines. Like there there was like seasons worth of storyline they could have done with the little, you know, eggs they laid in the first episode of, of Picard right. season one. And they just stomped on all the eggs and then went in a completely different way. Yeah, they had all this uh you know, they all this uh potential that they could have gone forward with and they didn't you know, go for they didn't find the the ways they could have gone with it. But yeah. yeah. Um I don't know. I, I'm still relatively hopeful. Yeah, <laughs> that's still going to be good. So, um, I, I mean, I, I don't. It, it. There was a little wonkiness in some of the dialogue, but that I could, I can skate past that for now. I mean, um, I, mean, I think it's more. It, it's yeah. not right now. Right, right now, the writing's not make or break. The show. Yeah. Right now, it's still it's still fine enough. You know what I mean? It's just it just felt wonky. Like just it just it just it 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 irked me more than it like more than it you know it it was like just groundbreakingly bad. You know what I mean? Like it, it just just it just felt weird. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's that's mostly my takeaway. It's not just just weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, I don't know. Anything further you want to talk about? Uh, for this, I mean, it's kind of a straightforward episode. There's not a lot to get into until we find out what the burn is. Yeah. Then we can start really getting into. It. I hope they kind of like tell you what exactly happened with the burn in the first in the next couple, you know, like episode or two. I hope they don't stretch this out forever. I I think you know? that's I think that's going to be the main crux of the season, and that's why I'm kind of scared and kind of don't care if the burn doesn't deal with a temporal cold war. Because yeah. I, I feel like if it doesn't deal with the temporal cold war, I'm just going to be disappointed um, in, in what it is, and 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 what does it even matter to find out what the burn is? Like, what, what does that solve? Uh, I don't know. But if you it's know, linked, it, if it's linked to the temporal cold war, and the temporal cold war is kind of still happening, and people don't know, then that's important. But just learning, yeah, that would be cool. But learning what it is. And it's passed and it's done with it. It doesn't. It doesn't give us anything. If it, it feels like, let's just rebuild the Federation and see what comes of it. Does Control come back as their new big bad? They didn't really establish anything to be a new big bad. It's just it, everything is lawless because the Federation is mostly collapsed. Yeah. Right. Right. 
I don't know. I hope. Um, I don't know. It'd be interesting too. Like, what if the temporal cold war? This was like an after effect. That the time frame that she puts, she she jumps into, and this is some kind of weird pocket time that she f- fell into with discovery. And it's not like it's not like with the real future. It's just like an offshoot of future. That's completely possible too. Like it's it's. I mean, with time travel, anything is possible, and they could try to fix it. I mean, it was one of the things we talked about at the end of last season. Are they going to try and fix a future that's post-apocalyptic or or wrong or something, and try to like bring it back to how right. how it used to be? So, I mean, it's it's totally possible, and I'd be down for that too. I mean, they didn't really give us much in this episode. It was it was mostly just a big chase, and then um, in and no real hint to where the story's going to go other than they're trying to hunt down the burn. And I, I just don't understand why that's important. Yeah. Cause it's a hundred, yeah. it's over 120 years ago. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. It's crazy. Do, do, I mean, I mean, what do you think about that? Do you, do you think finding out what the burn is important? If it, it doesn't tie into a current problem? It has to tie into the current problem. I, I don't understand why it wouldn't. I mean, it, it has to mean something that you know, not just that the feder. I, to me, that the federation collapse is not a big thing. It's like every big nation state sooner or later collapses. You know, the Roman Empire, and you know, anything you want to like point your finger at. You know, the Soviet Union. I mean, all the, there's tons of examples of giant countries that fell apart, or even coalitions that fell apart. So that's not a big deal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, What's really weird is like why dilithium doesn't work and or, or work as well, and so there, there has to be a reason. I I would the omega particle could be interesting, a little bit too on the nosy, if you ask me. Um, what I'd like to see is um, like I, I think the temporal cold war or temple war would be really freaking cool. I I do too because they never resolved it in Enterprise. We're now past where Crewman Daniels is from, and they did say it's outlawed. But I mean, he's just a peon. I mean, uh, and, and they and they dropped they dropped the name Temporal War right there in the beginning episode. So yeah, they they did. So I mean, like if that's like the big plot thread, that would be fantastic. I would love for them to get back in, and that would be really exciting to me. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, maybe they'll bring back Daniels. Man, you know. he'd be old now. <laughs> yeah, I, I looked him up. He's uh, fifty now. Oh, that's, so. that's not too. That's, that's, that's not too bad. Yeah, he could still he could still do it. You know, I don't know what he looks like now, but I'm just but but I mean like uh, Scott Bakula is definitely looking older now, though. Yeah, he definitely is. What do you mean? That would be fine having him in the future calling the shots. But I would that would be oh man, that'd be great. If they follow yeah. through in that old plot line, oh, they could, it could, this season could just be absolutely amazing, and I'm so excited if that's if that's where they're gonna go. Yeah. I just got I just got I just got really excited all of a sudden. <laughs> Before I was well, like, be, it'd be know. awesome. It'd be awesome if we could do if we if we could get into the temporal war. I'd love to see that. God, that'd be that'd be so fun. And then seeing it from like the perspective of the future instead of the perspective of the people in the past who can't really control anything, you know. And if they yeah. get, and if they get a hold of the the tech, the temporal tech, they could just plop, you know, discovery back where it belongs, 
in 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 the past. Um, I don't know. It's 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 an interesting. It's, it's very interesting, and it, it could be amazing. Yeah, it would be great. It'd be great to see for sure. Um, all right. Well, let's wrap up this episode, and we'll just have to see next week. Hopefully, we get some more information on the burn or something. I, I God, I hope hope it's temporal war. I but. don't think we're gonna get much information next week. I think next week. My, my just, we'll, get, we'll just we'll get the discovery crew. We'll, we'll skip. Uh, I don't. I don't even I'm think. Sure. I think we'll get the discovery crew right at the end. My prediction is we're oh, gonna yeah. get them right at the end. The next episode is gonna be her spending a year or two with book and just random things they they did over the years because they, you know, a lot of the promos show her with her long hair and braids. So her hair's short now. So um, they're gonna like do the, you know, where she's she just keeps looking for her ship. And that's going to be, I think, a big part of the season. Uh, that'd be a big part of the second episode. Then maybe they show up at the end of the second one, and then the third one, she'll tell them about the burn, and then they'll be like, "Oh, what's the burn?" And then they'll have to go and try to figure it out. I mean, I mean, I hope we get more information on the burn next time. I just don't think so, since in the preview we saw them talking with Tilly and the people on the ship about the burn and how that's what they're trying to go do. You know, yeah, you know, you know right, what I mean. Right. So, so yeah. I don't think we're going to get. I don't think we're going to learn much about the burn. Uh, before episode five or six, honestly. Mm. Well, uh, I guess we'll find out. Uh, guys, uh, if you have different ideas, if you have different theories, I mean, uh, if you've seen Star Trek Discovery Season 3 and the opening, uh, what do you think the burn is? What do you think is going to happen? And um, Are they going to get the Federation, get the band back together? Um are they going to just uh, abandon this timeline at the end of the season saying, oh, this was a fuck up and just get rid of all this, you know? Um, they could do anything. That's a possibility. I, I mean, it's, it's literally open wide. Yeah. Um, well, what, let us know what you think. Uh, so you can hit us up on our uh, email. You can email us at tentaholic at yahoo.com. You can uh, hit us up on our Facebook group, Facebook uh, forward slash groups forward slash Synthaholics. And you can tweet us at Synthaholics uh, Duo. Uh, we would love to hear any thoughts or interjections that you might have on any of this. Um, exciting. Very, very beautiful show. Well acted. Um, interesting to see where it's going to go. I mean, it's so far in the future, especially with Star Trek. It's like hard to imagine tech that far ahead. You know? Like, yeah, I wonder if we're seeing those Crewman Daniels future outfits. <laughs> Although I guess they are a hundred something years out of style, but why are you wearing that old, <laughs> worn out Crewman Daniels shoot? I, crewman, <laughs> whatever he is. Well, he, in the show on Enterprise, he was a crewman. I don't know what his actual his rank was, um, right? For the temporal, apparently he's you know highish. Maybe he was a peon. That'd be kind of funny if he was just like a nobody, just like going back and like warning Archer about stuff. He's the one who started the Temple War. Man. Look, guys, it was me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I was going back in time. I was fucking things up, and then I started a whole war. Um. Anyway, so yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, how would you like the first episode? Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts and um, anything else theories you might have. I mean, it's whole thing is wide open. It's a whole universe that. Um, we've never been able to explore in Star Trek so this is kind of cool um, and then uh, next week we'll just uh, see where see where it goes from there absolutely All right. Look, looking forward to it there's, there's endless possibilities for this season so 
can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah, me too. All right, guys. Well, until next week, uh, all stay safe and live long and prosper, one and all. Well, McCoy, my boy, come mix me a drink. Before the night's over, I'll puke in the sink. And we'll cry till we laugh. And we'll both shit our pants. You're the best drinking friend I ever had. Get them shrooms in your face. Mm. <laughs> Gotta eat them shrooms, snort them, eat them, drink them. <laughs> drink the shrooms. Oh, I had I had hot and sour soup tonight for dinner. Uh, hot so. and sour soup. What's that like? It's it's nice. It's a um, first time I had it, it was like a Chinese restaurant. It kind of, kind of came with a general sauce I got, but uh, Keely and I both had it. We made it and we made it home tonight. It wasn't it wasn't as hot as it was in the restaurant, but it's it's nice. It's like it's got it's got tofu and egg and um uh mushrooms in it. And hmm. it's uh it's a really nice, really nice pleasant soup. Like it was really mild the one we had, but I think we're gonna try and put some more chili because I think the chili pepper is what made um it hot before, so we try some more chili hmm. pepper. But it's it's a really nice soup. I really like it a lot. Nice. And cool. it's like it's like one of the few places I like mushrooms. I'm not a huge mushroom fan, but if they're like cause if you cut them thin enough, they just kind of like dissolve in the soup. So it's just kind of like it's good. Interesting. I like it a lot.